AskADesignerAnything.com Hello, I'm Craig and welcome to Ask A Designer Anything, episode 65. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, today is the last episode that I'm speaking to Ian Mead. And I'm a little bit sad about that, actually. These last five days have been really interesting. And I've really enjoyed listening back to these episodes, uh, listening back to the conversation that I recorded with Ian. I think there's some really interesting things in there. And I'm definitely going to be doing some more of these conversation podcasts over the next couple of months. I don't know when yet, because I need to work out some of the guests that I want to do it with and how it's all going to work. But I'm going to be doing it again for definite. So tomorrow we'll be back to normal scheduling and it'll just be a little me again, uh, talking about design and marketing and business and some of the more regular kind of stuff that I've spoken about before. So for the very last time, here is Ian Mead and me again, talking about design, business, marketing, and some other random topics. Enjoy. If I'm doing a new logo for a client or a new brand, when I take that process in mind, I always look back to things from the 80s and things from the 70s, those things that were made in exactly the way that you're talking about, that we spoke about earlier, where you actually had to cut it and paste it to a piece of paper uh, and a board. I always look to stuff like that because that is kind of classic and that's, that's iconic. Whereas if I, when I'm making a logo, I always look to that stuff first because I want to make it as iconic as I can because I want it to not be of a time and I want it that a client could keep it for a long time. And the other part of it is as well is that, which is also dying in modern design that we spoke about before, is wit and concept. And I always, yeah. I always try and instill concepts or wit into logos and brands, even design, to be honest, which is dying now, unfortunately, which often is what's made a lot of the stuff classic. Classic, if if you look at FedEx's logo, which is not an amazing logo, but it's it stood the test of time because it's got that little bit of an arrow inside it. And, you know, a lot of the old stuff has actually got an idea behind it. And probably 90% of the population wouldn't know it's got an arrow inside it. Yeah. But they would identify it. And, yeah, um, the the key to logos particularly is that if they're, if they're not a word, it's not a word that you're reading, then the key is that they've got to be instantly recognisable. Yeah. Instantly recognisable. Yeah. Um, whether that's because they're, um, they're relevant to the, the product. I mean, I can always think of the old... Um, British Rail thing with the um, with the lines, the stripes. It's, it's hard to describe it. I'm drawing it in midair now. <laughs> That's not very useful when you're doing a podcast. But yeah. um, it, it, anything that's that's not but words, but has to be self-evident, has to be clever. I I always got told told two things. One, it's got to be able to fit on a skyscraper and a postage stamp, and the second thing is that you've got to be able to draw it. So someone should be able to remember that logo and be able to draw it on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah that's not bad. It's not a bad um, set of principles, that really. Uh, and and it's always got to be able to be printed in black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've always got to be able to photocopy it or, or another one. But that's less relevant these days. But it is important that, like, 
it'd it, it be all very well doing something that multi, multi, multicolored. And I'm trying to think of something quickly that um, the the BT thing with the the the, the man playing the horn is that. Is, I think, is he dead that now? I don't know. Yeah, well, they replaced it with something that was equally bad with yeah. those... Um, with those circles and... Yeah, like and, orb type yeah. things. And that's all got multi-layered coloured things. Yeah. Which um, may not be very easy to reproduce. Well, if you were to photocopy that or fax it... Yeah, fax, yeah. It'd come out at other end mm. and it'd just be completely unrecognisable. Yeah. So... In doing things, fair enough if you've got a client with completely, completely unlimited budgets, maybe you can think about doing something that that is in eight colours or multicoloured or whatever. But in most cases, a client is going to want to do it, they're going to want to photocopy things, they want to print things in black, maybe they'll do a press ad which may have to go in a newspaper even, printed, heaven forbid. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but there's always going to be an application where where you need a black version or a flat version. or And these are things that you've really got to think about. Because, uh, yeah, somebody might want a uniform with it embroidered. Like, you know, in a bar or something, or a restaurant. Yeah. So it's all very well doing something that's really intricate. And again, this comes back to your skyscrapers, postage stamp comment. Really intricate, but when it's reduced down to fit on the front of a shirt or a business card, is it still readable, legible, recognisable? Mm. And what's it lost in translation? And the answer is it shouldn't, oh, it shouldn't lose things in translation. And then, of course, you move into that zone where you start saying, well, let's have three or four different versions of it and <laughs> let's do one that's, you know, and on we go. I think that's where you come back to BT one again. It, the reason it's bad is that what, when you look at it, in, if you were to look at it in an art gallery, it's fairly attractive. But when you come to considering it as a piece of design, you can't reproduce it. And also, the worst crime about it is there's no idea behind it. There's no concept behind it. It's just pretty for pretty's sake, mm. which I think is the worst, mm. worst mm. crime in design, that it's, mm. it's been made to be multicolored for no reason, just for them to look modern and, you know, to look slightly technological. Yeah, that's right. I remember when BP did, did their design, new design, um, new logo, and they had a BP shield, which were you always recognised um, petrol stations and things like that. But they obviously BP as a company had diversified into lots of other areas, and the the shield um, did say petrol, and maybe they wanted to move away from that. But the new thing that they did, which was that green sort of checkered. Circle thing, I don't know. Flowery, yeah. flower type thing. And then it's just got this, like, lowercase BP in, you know, Helvetica light or something next to it. And I never I never understood that, and I still don't understand it. I don't know whether I need to understand it, because I now recognise it as 
the BP logo, but I, I never understood the reasoning behind that. And, you know, I, again, if it's relevant to all the different areas that they're now operating, then fine. But, um, again, I just felt it was just uh, a complete change for the, the sake of giving a big um, agency a massive task. I think the reason behind the change was to make them look more eco-friendly. Yeah. I think the colours they've chosen, the greens, the yellows, the bright colours, mm. making it look a bit like a flower, I think it was all influenced. Just to soften it all off. And, to soften yeah. The, yeah. the fact that they're an oil company, yeah. basically. Yeah. And they've not got a very good reputation. And yeah. they went through a stage where they were part of a lot of oil spills as well, didn't they? And I, and I think it was just a, a massive PR exercise to make them look like a more friendly company because a shield is not a particularly friendly no, type. It's, it's aggressive. Yeah. yeah. It's battle, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And they wanted to seem <clears throat> like something that they weren't, basically. They wanted to seem mm. like a soft, soft company. Mm, mm, I think you're right. I think because of the diversification into other areas, other than like byproducts of, of petrol. As opposed and petroleum, whatever, as opposed to pure petroleum, like you know, whatever mm. they manufacture from from it. Yeah. But if you look at other oil companies, if you look at Shell's logo, Shell's has just stayed timeless all that time. Mm, it has, but again, um, there are, there are things you can find on the web where you can you can see uh, these logos over years of development and. The, the 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 changes have been very gradual, so they won't notice. Yeah, mm. nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with doing that at all. Thanks so much for listening. That was the final time that I'm speaking to Ian Mead. Now I'm going to release the entire conversation, as I've been saying for these last five days, over the next week or so. So you'll be able to listen to the full conversation at some point, and I'll let you know when I'm going to put it out. But that was the last time I'm speaking to Ian. So thank you so much, Ian, for. Uh, just chatting to me for a couple of hours. It, were really good, it was really good fun, and I think we'll probably be doing it again at some point on this podcast. I'm definitely going to do it again, in fact. So that was episode 65, and you can find the notes about this show at askadesigneranything.com forward slash EP65. Now, if you listen with iTunes and you subscribe using iTunes, I'd really appreciate it if you could drop me a review. And finally, I've also got an email newsletter, and it goes out every single Sunday. In that newsletter, I share a little bit of a story usually, and it's completely exclusive content. At least at the time that that goes out, it's completely exclusive to anywhere. I don't put it on a blog. I don't put it on LinkedIn. I don't put it anywhere else on the internet. It only goes out on my email newsletter. And that goes out every Sunday. So if you're interested in even more design and marketing tips and sometimes some lifestyle things as well, go check it out and sign up on my website. I'd really appreciate that. And thanks so much for listening and being patient while I've worked through these conversation podcasts. I know the first one I put out didn't sound brilliant, to be honest. I had to, I had to do quite a lot of tweaking to it. And I'm hoping that those conversation podcasts have started to sound better over the last couple of days. You probably didn't notice as much as I did. But yeah, thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode, which is tomorrow, as always, of Ask a Designer Anything. See you soon.